Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, who is off today. Miss Shannon Paul is joining us again. So, hello, hello. So happy to have you. Let's talk music. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeah! And Steve Patterson. Do you like Huey Lewis on the news? This is... Is the beat. Okie dokie. So I am interested about this headline. Was live music broken before COVID-19? Now, Donna, let me flip this real quick, because I feel like if we talk about Queen and Adam Ladwin first, it'll make more sense for this live okay, music story. Perfect. I yeah. appreciate that. Because Queen and Adam Ladwin, they are going to release a live out al- their first live album together. Oh, and I'm what excited. They- yeah. And so it'll be really cool. And what they did, because they were supposed to be touring. But of course, that's not a thing right now. Of course. And so they were releasing some of their previous footage to their YouTube channel. And the fans really, really loved it. So they said, okay, we have enough of a compilation that we can release an album. So that's going to come out in October, which is great. So if you're a fan of that, fantastic. You're going to be able to get it. And I like them as well. I think that's fantastic. I like Adam Lambert on everything. I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do too. And I think he it was the perfect addition to that band. Perfect choice. I absolutely agree. Now, when we go back to talking about that other headline, was live music before can be even before COVID? So some people in some smaller bands have been saying this. They're saying, you know what? I'm really glad that I'm not touring because it turns out I wasn't making any money at all. And oh. it started with some bands, you know, specifically some people out of New York. And then we're getting people that were chiming in on this Twitter thread from all around the world. And so bands were really like sharing their experience that... It was such a grind and that maybe you would make some money during the festival season. But other than that, you were usually in the hole. Okay, got it. And I think that's really interesting because I have some friends like a really good friend of mine. He's a comedian, but he's also in a band. He's a fantastic musician and he's in a couple of bands. And that's a story that I think he's said before, because basically when we're a comedian, we can show a place, whatever you get paid, you get paid. It's just you. Right. But a lot of times the budgets for other performances where you have a whole band. Right. It's the same budget. And there's five people that are splitting this whole thing and they have all this equipment and they have to not only be able to load in all their equipment, sometimes there's not a sound technician, so they have to know how to do that too. Or they're, instead of performing, they're running around on their laptops keeping track of stuff. So that's why I think, you know, especially when the last station I worked at was this indie rock station. We would hear that story all the time where these bands, they'd have a hit song and we were so happy to have them come in, but there were six people in a band driving around still 
even though they were doing sold out shows. Right. It wasn't really making them any money. Got it. And so some performers are going, well, that's something I don't miss. Got it. Because now it was it was just part of the game. Got to sit it. there. Oh, that was, makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, it was just part of the game. If you're in a band, of course you want to tour. You want to do live performances. You want people to be able to see you. And that would be how you would gain fans in a combination of what you would do on social media. But now you see why people are going, well, we can just do these performances in our house and then see if we can just post them that way. Right. Because it was, wasn't was really cost effective to be on the road. And I kind of get that. That's, a you know, when we talk about grind, oh, my hell. Oh, yeah. Talk about touring artists. Yes. It is. I mean, you think about it, if you're on a bus, let's just say you're a bigger artist. Exactly. You've got to pay for a bus driver. Mm -hmm. You've got to pay for the fuel for the bus. Right. You've got all these people in the band that you're you're touring with and you've got roadies and people, people and expenses and food and all of these things. You know, right. even if it's just you, you know how hard it is. It's different when you're at home and maybe you can go, okay, I'm going to live out of the grocery store and save some money. But when you're on the road and you're eating out all these meals, it's uh, it's emotionally exhausting right. on top of being financially expensive. Well, you know, I had a story um, a few weeks ago about Melissa Etheridge mm -hmm. and how she has managed to keep making, I don't know, like 10, I think, was it 50 grand mm -hmm. a month that she was making or something like that? Because she put on a benefit. Um, after losing her her son okay. to suicide. And um, after that, she thought, hmm, how can we monetize this uh, so that I can pay, you know, people that work for me? Right. So she started just charging $10 for a month, I think it was. And if you get for like unlimited shows. Right. So you pay $10. I just wonder if we're going to start seeing a lot more of that where we can just watch concerts in our home while the artist is in their home and maybe they, they start doing that for part of the year instead of just going out. Right. I know the important thing is you got to, you know, get the exposure first. But now sometimes you can do it in between because we'll have some artists that we know they've never toured, but we know them from YouTube or SoundCloud. And so maybe sure. because of the way that we have are gotten accustomed to like consuming technology and, and that kind of content, mm -hmm. maybe that's something that we'll learn through all of these shutdowns as well. Yeah. And I feel bad because I also uh, I know a lot of people that work in the industry at the venues and those kind of things. So I, you know, I, I, I mourn the loss of their income. Yes. Don't get me wrong. And right. still, I still love live performances and I think they have their place. But for a performer, I can totally understand why it is not your most cost effective thing. It's basically another thing where you're going, I do this because I'm passionate about this. And you just know that you're going to be in it for a while and maybe never make your money back. Right. Because there's lots. I mean, I'm to the point now that usually, OK, I get, you know, I'm not even going to lie. I'm, I am I have been doing comedy long enough that I make money when I go do a show. Usually I sure. do. I do shows for my friends, you know, or, you know, like some compilations where I'm like getting thrown 50 bucks. So everything isn't, you know, enough. I can balance it out. Right. But there were years, years where I was in my car driving to Montana, driving to Iowa, driving mm -hmm. to somewhere in Illinois where I pretty much was breaking even. Right. Because I wanted to work. So if you was you would try to string together these runs so that you overall walked away with 500 bucks. Right. So you would uh. do a series of shows. And if you added in the wear and tear on your car, if you had to pay for a hotel room because one wasn't provided in between, if you did all of those things, 
then eventually you'd end up making 500 bucks. I know. And it's so funny how people think like life on, on the road for a touring music, uh, musician or performer like yourself. Right. It's so glamorous. It's super and not. it's not. <laughs> not it's at just all. Like, it's you hanging out in hotel rooms trying to figure out what you're doing during the waking day. Waking up in random cities. Right. You, know? you don't know anybody and everybody's a, everybody's stranger and you're, probably dangerous. You're like gross. Right. Never go to the second location. Um, you're separated from your family. <laughs> right. It's just a whole thing. And your friends are like, can you go to this thing? And you're like, no, you're never <laughs> available. Like, I'm never available. People like are just now to the point now they're like, can you come to this thing? Yes, I can make it to happy hour. Like, because for years I was never available. I was always working. Yeah. And I just know my friends that are in bands, it's that and then some. Because it's five of them sharing a hotel room. So two, who's going to get the beds? Who's going to get the couch? Who brought their sleeping bags? Or their, you know, just all that stuff. And it's fun for a while because it's part of it. Sure. It's like, you know, it's, it's exciting. Journey, right? Yes. It's exciting for a while. And then after a while, you're going, I've done this. And you, but you do it for so long, you almost feel like a quitter if you just go, I don't want to do this anymore. Sure. And so you just keep doing it. And I know some of those friends that they go, I really, they're like, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to tour anymore. And it's sad because yeah. there's always 20 people that are like, why are you not touring anymore? Right. It's like, because there's 20 of you. Right. And I don't want to charge you anymore. <laughs> exactly. Everybody else Otherwise, I have to charge online. you $150 a Exactly. Right. So uh, tip your friends that are in bands. Give them some, give them some yes. crotos and some, at least drop off some hot dish. Exactly. <laughs> they yes. probably can use some maybe some, some toilet accolades. paper. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Help them uh, out. All right. When we come back, um, there is a musician and mm-hmm. his wife in a new TV commercial. Uh, I think they need to leave it to the actors next time. <laughs> I'll tell you who it is when we come right back on my talk one oh seven one. Hey guys, we're back. Appreciate you listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Steve is out today. Miss Shannon is in. Uh, we do have drunk Donna Stoner Steve still coming up at 1130 this morning. So uh, be listening for that. Uh, that's when our production director, Rocco, takes segments, talk segments from the show during the week and slows them down so that we sound like we're impaired and really dumb. There you go. Shannon, you're there, right? Oh, there you go. I, Hi, there you are. Am I here? You're here now. Okay. I mean, I feel less more enthusiastic about this than you do. It seems <laughs> like. I like that. <laughs> oh, the drunk daughter stone receipt. Yeah. I just get secondhand embarrassment. Ah, uh, fair enough. Fair like enough. Like when it, you just, when it slows down, you're like, oh my gosh, why did we even talk about this to begin with? You know? <laughs> Fair enough. So it'll be interesting to see what okay. Rocco chose this week. True. But speaking of secondhand embarrassment, um, Luke right? Bryan and his wife oh. have a new commercial for Jockey. Mm-hmm. And first of all, they're adorable. Okay, yes, I will but just I will give them that. There's a giant just, butt. It's a giant butt in that they're not good actors. Oh, this is so awkward. It's so awkward. Awkward so, from the moment that she walks out to the camera lens. So I'll, we'll give you the we'll give you the visual first, and then we'll play it. Um, she's walking into the living room with a box. Yes, for the jockey commercial shoot, and she's pulling out a pair at a time mm-hmm. and talking to Luke Bryan, her husband. Here's how it sounds. Hey, babe. Hey. We got the stuff for the jockey shoot. Oh, gosh. Are you nervous? Am I nervous? Yeah. I've been working out. You've got these. Oh, those are my go-tos. Oh, I love these. Oh, I know you like me and them. Yes, I Gross. do. Now. 
Oh, yes. Here's your new go-to. This is a prank, is what that is. It's a I'm thong. not where I took my eye out with that dental floss. <laughs> Let's just stick with the jockey tee. Remember, there's only one jockey. And then they hug, and that part's cute, and it's I just cute. wish they had just hugged and not talked. She sits on his lap. Yes. Yeah, it's super cute, but it's just like... Awkward. Hey, babe, here's the box for the jockey shoot. I've been working out. <laughs> I mean, they're both very attractive people, and they're very sweet. Mm-hmm. I just... They just... Maybe next time do a magazine. Because they were... I, I, there's just some people who are not good at talking like they're not scripted. Because that's the whole point, is they told them what to say, and they were supposed to act like it was this very authentic interaction. But once the camera's on. And do it. I know. <laughs> it was just so stiff. I know. Anyway, we will post that for everybody to see at mytalk1071.com. Awkward. Awkward. I know. I know. And I think part of it is that it seems super weird and invasive, I think, to have his wife going, what do you think of these? It just seemed weird watching the way that they did it. They looked... Well, listen. Happily uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm talking just about the, underwear. I initially was afraid that they were in their underwear. I would have been better if they were just <laughs> in it taking photos. Right. That's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they're walking just... around with each other, and then you're right. That would have been awkward to the nth power. Totally. I don't want to see them talking. And yeah, yeah. I don't either. And I'm not even prudish. It just is awkward the watching this interaction because it seems. Maybe it's because of what they're talking about and the way that they their delivery comes across. It seems like you it's very shouldn't tight. be watching. Yeah, like it yes. seems like I'm not supposed to see you guys having this conversation. Exactly. It didn't seem inviting. It didn't. <laughs> no. I felt like I didn't want to be there. Right. Yes, like, exactly. They, they should be having this conversation in private. <laughs> exactly. Like, hey, babe, what do you think of these? Oh, just I'm not wearing that. Pick out your own underwear. Oh my god! And then she (laughs) and then she takes the thongs and like rubber bands it into his face, which is like, (laughs) (laughs) anyway. I'm sorry. There you go. Um, Hey, are are you a fan of Daniel Tosh? Um, as a comedian, no, you're not. Okay, I'm a Daniel. I'm a fan of Daniel Tosh as a human being. Okay, I love him. Okay. And I haven't watched, I didn't even know Tosh.0 was still on the air. Right. Grant, do you watch Tosh.0? You do? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it in a long time. He's usually uh, offensive. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And that's why I'm saying, like, when he was still doing the circuit, I opened for him a while. He is a phenomenal human being to work with. That's I thought that was know. fine. Cool. I think he's mean. <laughs> the show is mean. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I can't watch it. I'm just not a fan of that genre of comedy. Right. So. Okay. It's it's kind of that sarcastic. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yes. Just making fun of people. And that is a, lots of people, that is a, it is a prolific style of comedy and yeah. I understand why people enjoy it. I yeah. get it. I'm just not a fan of that kind of comedy. I understand. Right. Yeah, it's very subjective. Yes, and I, it makes me feel bad for the people. Like, I, when you're talking about that secondhand sympathy, yes. I feel so bad for the people that I can't enjoy even riffing about them. Right. Because I'm like, oh, that, oh, no. All right, well, then you might be happy <laughs> right. to know that uh, Comedy Central just announced that they are canceling the show. The 12th season premieres on September fi- uh, 15th on Comedy Central, but... Um, the show was renewed for four more years back in January, but then Comedy Central decided to change their mind. So now it's going to come to an end in November I'm after surprised. a shortened... that show, yeah, was so green screeny related. Mm-hmm. Like like Talk Soup. Yeah, you would think that the content would still be available. Do you, that, do you think it's because we're trying to be obviously more concerned about people's feelings mm-hmm. with everything that's going on and I maybe do. they wanted to take a direction of not making fun of people so much? I would hope that that's the more case. politically yeah, correct. Yeah, me too. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you that's, know, hopefully that's kind of the direction they went with that. Because I kind of feel like there could have been some revamps that they could do to just make it more America's Funniest Home Video feel. That's which is not still, him though. Not at all. Not no. At all. I mean, I don't know why he would even be down with that agreed oh, now because you're tr- he likes a paycheck i well, don't know that's true but now you're trying to censor art and he's that's not who he is right well my whole thing is that i'm going it could have been a conversation and at least hopefully he got to pick and go no i'd rather not do it if we have to do it that way Good. sure yeah well um it looks like it's going to be a shortened 10 episode season they've decided they said to take the network in a different direction ah well see that makes sense because maybe the whole network is going we've been mean and we right. don't want to be mean exactly he is going to shop the show though so it might not be completely done it might show up on i could see it showing up on YouTube. an amazon prime slash hulu sure yeah that's yeah. what i would think is that i because i think that it's a quality for what it is i think it is a quality production of that type of content. Um, so I understand sure. why, like Grant, I'm, I'm like, I'm not salty at you for being a fan. I have other friends that are big fans of that show and I get why it's as appeal. And I think for what it is, they do a really good job of what they do. Yes. Does that make sense? So I, I'm like, absolutely. I don't think that it's like a garbagey show, No, but I could see them going, okay, this go this goes on a different thing. You like know maybe what you love. know what that show would be good if Quibi survives. Sure. If Quibi survives, they could do it that won't. in. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I digress. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Because I feel like that show could be in those smaller chunks and make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I love mm-hmm. when he goes and interviews like an internet. You know, a viral right. internet star. Yes. You know who's or somebody like he'd go interview what we call in this day and age, a Karen. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like to go and sit with her. And mm-hmm. But I get where the secondhand embarrassment comes from right. because now he's interviewing her and making fun of her and she doesn't realize She's it. not self-aware at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Hopefully right. it finds a new appropriate home so right. that Grant can keep watching it. Hey, I just, it's not like a diehard fan, but it would No, 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 you're all in it now. No. You're all you're in now. All in you're that dude. You you're that it. dude. You I gotta own it. I like them too. Um, Hey, when we come back, we've got some food news. I want to tell you about uh, Kellogg's new waffles and what they named it.
named the waffles, not realizing it's a filthy slang term yeah. <laughs> coming up. Hello. They Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Steve is out. Miss Shannon is in. We got some news that has to do with food. <laughs> Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know where to begin. Let's see here. <laughs> Let me start with Kellogg's. Okay. <laughs> Accidentally naming their new waffles after a slang term that is dirty. Okay, they you are. You have s- to figure out a way to explain it so people don't Google it because it'll just ruin their, their, I know. their feed. Okay, so this. Should I tell you what the name is? Well, well, first of all, okay, because <laughs> Kellogg's just released three different varieties of, of, of new way. waffles, and they're weird colors. And it, it, it's not a matter of calling it a mermaid waffle. That's not the issue. Because that's what they do. They have like a mermaid and a unicorn and all these things. Mm-hmm. Fine. Why why can't our food just be food colored? But that's not what we do. So they needed right. something to talk about. So they made these varieties. Now, why did Kellogg's not Google this? Or I agree with the internet that said, do they not have any millennials on their marketing team? <laughs> so go ahead, Donna. Go ahead. So I guess they're... They're selling blue waffles. Yes. And those two words together are a slang term for lady parts that are experiencing a certain condition. (laughs) (laughs) So if you Google Kellogg's blue waffles, you probably aren't going to get. Why would they Google that? Why would anybody be like, okay, um, pink pancake. (laughs) You know, we're going to call them mermaid pancakes. Like, why would you even think for the product that happens to be blue and it happens to be a waffle? Why would you think? But I get I get what you're saying about the millennials. Right. I think unless you are familiar with I I bet you were if we did a poll right now of our my talkers, I bet you only 10 percent of the people know that this is bad. Yes, and I it's don't only because like, they have kids. Exactly. I kind of feel like <laughs> I don't think that the general populace has Googled that word before. And it's come up in the even if you're a big even if you're like my mom, who's big on Twitter. If I was like, hey, mom, do you know what the term blue waffle is analogized as? No, she would not know that. And right. so I kind of am not super mad at Kellogg's. It's innocent enough. I just think it's, a, you know, it's not the most tone deaf thing that any of our favorite companies have done recently. Right. It's true. just somewhat self-aware, you know, and especially if you look at the box, one, they're just, I don't want to eat food that's this color. But I get why they think it might be fun for kids because they're right. supposed to be mermaid. So they're blue raspberry-ish. I'm sure they just went all the way through. Well, we'll make them kind of this teal color and it'll be pretty and, and people will like it. and It'll be right. festive. Um, I'm sure that they didn't go, what are all the ways somebody will clown us? Is this close right. to something else? Right. Not at all. Not in the slightest. Oh, I know. All right. Well, I don't even know why that's a story. Nobody would have ever known. <laughs> well, it, the thing that I think is best about the story is that the people who are writing about the story don't even want to say what it is. And so it just makes you, they just, because I read seven articles on this. You did? And they, right. Because I thought it was fascinating because I wanted to see which one was actually going to explain to the populace why this was a big deal. 
and they don't. They just go, how come nobody told them this was a big deal? But they don't tell people either. So they just go, don't Google it. It's not suitable for work. And now all these people are going to Google it. And so we're just prevent. We're just creating a virus is what we're doing. Well, so- and this is a fictional, you know, the term is a fictional STD. Right. So, ah. <clears throat> uh- that's what I'm saying. Nobody oh, no. knew what it was, and now people are going to know what it was. And then we'll see it pop up. And- <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now everybody's going to see it everywhere. Right. right. I got some good news, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Chipotle. Are you a fan? Yes. I okay. love Chipotle. They have released the recipe for their signature white rice in what's now a, a viral tutorial video. <laughs> They've got 6.8 million views on TikTok. Wow. And let's see, 1.5 million likes, 14,000 comments, but... I'll have to watch that, because I thought I already knew. Like, I didn't think I needed to see a video. You don't need to see a video. You just need to maybe read the recipe. Because isn't it just cilantro, some lime juice, you know, like... Salt. Salt, right. And rice. I feel like I've seen them make it in line and was able to deconstruct that at home. Because I make a variety of it, because my kid really likes... He's a big fan of the Chipotle rice, and that's what I make it. Okay, well, here's, but listen to the creepy, weird singing in the background as an employee begins cooking up a a giant vat of rice. We're going to make chipotle rice. First you make rice, and then you scoop it out, and then you add lime juice. Ew! So they give you the whole My rundown. Now. I know mine does too. In fact, I think that's what some of the comments said. Like, and then other people were like, you need to chill with the salt. <laughs> Another person said the audio gave them a panic attack. Oh yeah. It's pretty bad. You know what? There's a bunch of YouTube videos that my kid's a fan of where they call them like something in D minor is what it is. And so they always take like popular theme songs and then they edit them and then play them in this different tone. So they sound like weird, you know, satanic cult music like you see from a movie like oh, that like that and i'm like would you please <laughs> like that is one of the le- like when you watch them just like oh i can't with that i, I know hate them. i'm like watch it's... something else Jeez. it's the same thing where you're yeah, just like hurt. why did you make that i know the rice delicious now you've tainted it <laughs> with this song <laughs> maybe we'll just read the text right. of the recipe yeah I-, I will post that up for you though at mytalk1071.com if you're one of those people that doesn't like cilantro because you think it tastes like soap i have done it with spinach so it looks the oh. same and it's still you know so you get that feeling. I don't get that soap thing. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's like, remember the blue dress or the, you know, the blue and white or gold and right. black, whatever. Yeah, there's just some people that that's how their taste buds um, process it. So interesting I think it's the me. same people as that. only some people can smell arsenic or something like that. And it smells like almonds and the rest of them can't. Huh. I never heard that one. Oh, okay, good to know. Huh, the arsenic thing yeah. or the soap thing? Arsenic. First of all, oh, where then do you, you do not watch enough CSI where or enough arsenic? forensic yeah. files or anything. It comes up quite often. I did not know. I that. think arsenic, according to the forensic files, it's in like rat poisoning and things like that. Oh, got <laughs> you it. have to watch the right kind of shows okay. where people are out trying to poison their family members right. and ex lovers. Well, things. you know that's my jam. I'm surprised I don't. Yeah, know all this. the true crime shows—they're all like—and then they we found these, you know, 
rodent pellets and, <laughs> and arsenic in it, or, or they had to work in a certain lab, and this is what they did. So good yeah. to know. Only certain people. Okay. Fun um, facts. Finally, in um, speaking of news, dead things, yeah, food news. Uh, <laughs> talk about fun facts. This is fun. I like this one. So Ben and Jerry's. It turns out when they retire and discontinue one of their flavors, they have a little graveyard. <laughs> that they in uh, in Waterbury, Vermont, they have a little graveyard, and what they do is that they put up a little memorial and a tombstone about each of the discontinued flavors. I love this so much. It's so cute. So, like, like for instance, they had a, a version. Uh, I'm sorry, a flavor for a while called White Russian, and it they have a tombstone. It said 1986 through 1996. Bid adieu to old White Russian. Our tears, they are a gushing. But in our scoop shops, please don't forget, dead it's not. Oh, no, not yet. Oh, my God, so I love that. Like, so they write these little odes to them, and um, they put it there. Fossil fuel was cute. It was from 2005 to 2010. Fudgy dinosaurs galore got all dug up till there were no more. <laughs> A flavor redesign might be doable, but fossil fuel is non-renewable. Good job, Ben and Jerry. Oh, they are so good. I don't <laughs> even know so what cute. these guys look like. You know what? I feel like I do. I feel like I looked them up one time. I, you know, if they walked past me, I wouldn't go, you're the Ben and Jerry's guy. <sighs> are you a big fan of the ice cream? I, I got to be honest. I don't remember the last time I had ice cream. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but I'm going to answer yes. Because <laughs> I would assume that everybody likes it. No, there's some people that are not a big fan of the mix-ins. I'm not. And all of the ver- oh, yeah, really? there's some people Grant? that don't like it. I'll just do like a twist cone, and that's all I need. Yeah, I know some people that are some big soft serve fans like Grant. That's yeah. not that. Yeah, I'd rather so have people, soft serve. Than- they don't like the chunkies. Mm-hmm. I am okay with it because it does require you to like sometimes like do a bit of chewing, which I know people have texture <laughs> issues with some Ben and Jerry's because it's so cold or like their tooth sensitivity issues. I always kick put in. that kind of ice cream in the microwave. Just for like, I don't know, just at to 50%. make it spoonable. Yes, you mean? I okay. like you. Where you're, I love when my blizzards from Dairy Queen melt a little yes. bit, so it's softer. Yes. I'm right with you. They just have a shake. Just no, a, just a, a little. Just you're enough, just making it a smoothie. Just enough so the spoon will cut through it smoothly. Uh, I like the texture, and sometimes I'm good making myself work for it because then I feel like at least I burned it a couple you calories. Down. <laughs> yeah, exactly, slows you down. Burnt a couple calories. I can have one more spoonful. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> You got to go in there like you're like you're like you're you're digging something hard, like just use some muscle. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Like you're working on the road. Exactly. (laughs) With a sledgehammer. Right. Um, You guys, I have breaking news. What's that? Um, Mosimo Giannulli, the husband of Lori Laughlin, gets five months for his role in the college admission scandal. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine that her um, sentence is going to be. Coming down soon. I want to know how much money they get fined. I do too. Yeah, I'm con- I'm concerned. I'm I'm not concerned. I'm interested in that because they're going to be in jail for like twelve days. Right. Hit their wallets. Big. Right. I agree. Big yes. and make them send it to all schools and give them it to all. You know, make I want them, them make... to start a foundation. Exactly for for <laughs> yeah. real legitimate scholarships. Like exactly. Oh, this right. drives me nuts. Right. Uh, this is in. Uh, I guess his sentence is in line with the terms of his plea deal Fair that enough. was laid out months ago. His sentence includes two years of supervised release. Mm. Hmm. And 250 hours of community service. No mention. I'm cool with that, too. Go do uh, some good in somebody's neighborhood. 
Well, what the judge said was he believed the sentence is sufficient, but not greater than necessary under the circumstance. Uh, I'm not seeing anything about money. Hmm. Oh, do do do. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll keep checking into it. There's got to uh, be a fine. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Well done. It'll there start. you go. Yep. I still feel like that's not enough. Considering what they paid to, to have to this done. Ch- exactly. It was right. a half a million, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Th- then they should be paying it, what, that and maybe more. Fair um, enough. Oh, sorry. Fair enough. You're allowed to be mad. Don't apologize. I'm uh, mad yeah. too. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All these hardworking people and then people like that that just entitled their kids the whole way through. Yeah. And just horrible. seem to think that that's the okay. That it's, that's part, that's what they get to do. Right. Yeah. That's the part that bothered me so much about that story is that it was an expectation of this is how this is done. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's not a crime. It's how this is done. We're supposed to do this because this is how you do the best for your child if you're in our scenario. Right. And such a bad example for your child. Exactly. Ugh. Anyway, we got to go. When we come back, we're going to get tipsy. Good morning. Thanks for listening, you guys. This is my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment with Donna and Steve. Except for Steve, he's not here. He has to day off. Miss Shannon is filling in. And you come with tips. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. All you, man. All right, here we go. Let's start with something out there for the cat owners out there. You should know that your cat meows mostly for you. Oh. Right, so it turns out that adult cats wouldn't normally go and meow at other cats that were of adult cat age. What they do is they learn when they have when they're kittens to meow to get their parents' attention, and so they do that. So when you get a new cat... It looks at you like it's you are the parent, and so it will make some vocalizations to try and get your attention. And then if you respond, it learns, okay, cool. Now, if you don't respond, it thinks that you are a dumb animal, and so it just stops (gasps) talking to you, is what this study says. Oh, my God, that's so cute. If you go, how come my cat talks? That why you probably are one of those people like me who talks back to the cat. Oh, my God. So the cat goes, oh, you like that, so I'll keep doing it. So if you are a crazy cat lady like me and you think that your cat talks to you, you are correct. Your cat is talking to you intentionally. Okay. Yeah. So that's fun to know. Less crazy. Side note, Mm -hmm. uh, Cat Video Festival. The video is up. So much fun. I know. So everybody watched that through the weekend, right? It's still up? Yes, absolutely. dropped it last night. Yep. Mm -hmm. MyTalk1071.com. Tell a friend. Yes. And make sure you support the the, The the organization. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So here's another one for everybody that's working from home. I have some tips here on ways to improve your posture. While you're working from home. So ways to improve your posture while you're working from this home. This is great because I'm always aware of my posture, especially if I see myself in a video. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Yes. And it does take practice. Stand up straight. And there's lots of reasons to do it just for, you know, for your overall health and, and those things. Like all the things that they say about poor posture because it creates like ex, uh, excessive pressure and stress on your spinal joints and muscle, muscles. So if you're feeling like a lot of tension, if you're just tired, you know, all this extra fatigue, or it's even to the point that it hurts. Sometimes if you can just get yourself up and moving and work on your posture, that might take care of some of them at the beginning. Okay. So it starts with things like get off your bed or couch. We all know it's very tempting to try and do all this stuff to sit like cross-legged on your couch or slouch and check your emails. Do not do that. You need to get off, uh, get up off the couch. There's no way that when you're working, it is not set up for you to be in a good posture scenario. Okay. Get off of that. Yes. The second thing that you can do is set up a proper workstation. 
So that might mean, okay, this is what we're doing. You know, stop trying to act like we're not going to be working home for a while. Lean into it and get yourself some extra things that make it easier for you to work. Like, do you have a proper place at your table that you're going to sit? Is Do you need to have one of those stands that you put your laptop on or something so that it's That's at the a proper level? Some of those things, you know, finding those kind of options. And now since so many of us are doing this, I just want to let you know there are a lot of these varieties and things that can help you if you even go to places like the Dollar Tree. <laughs> like yeah, they, it's so yeah. true. I yeah. love the Dollar I love tree. the Dollar Tree too. It's my favorite. Such a great store. Yeah. So maybe if you're going, hey, I don't want to set up a whole workstation and have to spend a lot of money, or if you don't have it, there are economical ways to get that started. So set that up. That will help you a lot so that you can have your elbows. You're at the right angle. You'll feel much better. <laughs> now, <Okay. laughs> this is when things start to get kind of complicated for people. Invest in a good chair. And I think that's one of the things that we don't like doing because sometimes those really good ergonomic chairs, you can't get those at Dollar Tree. Right. Those are expensive. Yeah. You know, but it really will help because. (laughs) No, you can't. You can't. Yeah. You got to go find a good chair. But it really can help because especially if you're slumping, your lower back is in this rounded position and then it really ends up bothering you in the long run. So, you know, invest in a decent chair. All right. Next thing it says is don't only sit. Or only stand like a lot of us. Like I had ordered myself one of those stand up desks. Yeah, you know, I'm new. Like I'm standing up now. I have a tendency to stand up when I work. That's don't great. only do that. Mm-hmm. It's like you need to be able to have some variation between uh, uh, the day so that you don't have these long uninterrupted periods of either because that's really hard on your body. Okay. So if you're standing up for a while, then you should just take a break. Maybe go sit down for a while, rest it in a comfy chair that we just said you should get. <laughs> Or if you're sitting for too long, you definitely, I, if everybody has a smartwatch watch that reminds you when you've been sitting for too long, turn that on. How long does it, uh, do you know what the basic time lapse is? Excellent question. My watch, if I sit for more than 35 minutes, it buzzes me and tells me to go do something. So let's say this study doesn't necessarily say, but it says that you should go back and forth. Because it just says long interrupted time. So we'll have to look that look that up. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure what that is. Let's see. Because I am curious. I am too. Because I know that whenever I have friends that have those jobs where they're standing all day, it is really hard on them. Because you go, well, you're not actually doing anything other than standing. Right. But that's really hard on your body doing that all day. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's like people who cut hair. Yes. You know, that's, just on your feet all day. Absolutely. Right. That's, I, yeah. God bless them. This goes into if you go into number five, it says you should get up and move. We know that, you know, even if you're just doing like a fast walk to the bathroom or just having another excuse to like walk to the kitchen and back just something so that you're getting up and moving some. And there's just been lots of studies that have been coming out lately. Go, OK, we're in this environment. It was they were telling us when we still worked at an office that maybe it'd be, you know, a few times during the day. You really just need to get up and take a walk. Even if you just go out into the hallway and went up and down. Exactly. You need to do that at home as well. Yes. And that's better for your posture. And it says, don't forget to move your head, too, which I don't know how we inherently wouldn't do that. But <laughs> that's that's really interesting. But they said definitely now that we're spending so much time focusing on screens that your neck gets fixed in this position. So you need to make sure that that's something that you're stretching out as well. Good point. Yes. So that one. And so that I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then it just in general wants to wrap up and say things like this is something that you should work on throughout the day. And so I think that goes back to what you were saying, Donna, is that you see yourself and you go, oh, no, my posture is bad. Right. And so since we have to re, you know, retrain ourselves because of these bad habits, sure. you kind of have to do it on an ongoing basis and like and not expect to go, okay, today I am now great at posture. 
It's something that you have to kind of work out throughout the day, which brings us to our final tip. And this is something that I have definitely been adding into my personal work life, home life balance is a short workout break throughout the day. Like even if you're a yoga person, do a couple downward dogs, you know, lift a few that, weights, lift a few weights, do a few you know, squats. do it. Yeah, exactly. Just some little things throughout the day to keep yourself moving. You know, it's actually not only a physical benefit, but it's also a very big health benefit. And so specifically working on some things, if we're talking about posture, doing some of those stretches and working on that and making sure you're getting all of that movement in your life is really good for you in the long run. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for those. You're welcome. Those we are, are going to stay healthy. You got to, you know, we got enough things trying to come at us and, and make hey, us sick. Let's try and stay healthy. So true. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we have an email here that says it's from Wanda earlier yes. today um, in the nine o'clock hour in the first hour. We were talking about how if you bite into an onion, a potato, and an apple with your nose plugged, right? They all taste the same. Mm-hmm. So Wanda says, I didn't believe it. So since I had a half an onion in my fridge, no. I tasted it with my nose plugged. And? In all caps, you were right. Wow. Yeah. It didn't well taste done. like anything. Well done. She says, I'm shocked. <laughs> now, you got any tips for getting the onion taste out of your mouth <laughs> once you unplug your nose? Hey, uh, man, go grab that crest. That's pretty I much it. I love it. Thank you, Wanda, for the email. She also says, P.S. Hi to Miss Shannon. Oh, hello, Wanda. Oh, that Wanda. Hello, Wanda. Hey, Wanda. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, when we come back, um, we're going to have a teaser for the next season of The Crown. Looks really good. And also, get ready for Karen, <laughs> the movie. We'll tell you about it coming up next on My Talk 1071. Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash bestmusic for details. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com.